Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazney Lambray, joined as always by my partner and brother, Nando Vila. What's going on with you, bro? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, welcoming welcoming the fall. Nice, cool weather, you know? <laughs> yeah, summer's so- over. White boy, summer's over, dude. I don't know if you noticed. Yes, it's a cool 99 degrees here in the valley today. <laughs> uh, can't wait for the fall to come so I can start really dressing. Um, my black yeah, you gotta layer up. Yeah, we'll know what the hell I'm talking about with that one. Uh, okay, on today's show, we do want to talk about the sort of, as Nando described to me yesterday over text, he said they're kind of playing a game of chicken between the corporatist conservative Democrats and the progressive side of the party. Um, You know, this thing is getting down to the nitty gritty here when it comes to the infrastructure bill. So we'll give you guys the latest and greatest from that. But first, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't come on today's show, Nando, me being a first generation Haitian American, child of two Haitian immigrants. Um, If we didn't talk about the asylum seekers down at the Southern border, uh, Haitian refugees who have basically tried to come to America via Mexico, uh, seeking asylum, seeking shelter from the rain, from the poverty, from the, you know, the violence, from the food insecurity, from the lack of governance, uh, as Haiti doesn't have a government right now, <coughs> from just the earthquake. Horrible earthquake, a natural disaster, rocked the countryside. Uh, just a, a terrible list of circumstances in that country, which it's important to note, right? Uh, it's not just that it's a horrible circumstances in the country. It's horrible circumstances that the United States government has a huge hand, plays a huge part in creating those circumstances. And so it's not even that, you know, just morally we should be welcoming refugees to the richest country ever (laughs) in the history of humanity, the most, the country with the most abundance, most wealth, most resources ever. Uh, It's that, yo, we did this, you know, Um, it's only right that we let some of these people through in their desperation and give them an opportunity to come here and change their lives and that of their children. Uh, But, you know, instead what we see is the horrific images of dudes on horseback with whips, Nando, whipping dudes in a river. It's the most craziest shit that we've probably seen since, like, hosing black folks down in the streets in the 70s. It's just, it's it's awful. Um, And again, you know, Trump, say what you will about the party about Republicans and how xenophobic, racist, horrible their stance on immigration has been for, you know, over a decade now, basically since since Bush. Bush was really, like, pro-immigration. Like, it, it's kind of crazy to think back now, but, like, those, the neocons and all of them were like, nah, we kind of like immigrants. Like, they had a nice little fresh crop of you know, low-wage workers and, like, they love being here. Like, we fuck with immigrants. Uh, The Republicans have taken a sharp stance, and their stance is basically anti-immigrant. 
Uh, keep them all out. We hate them. They're taking our jobs, blah, blah, blah. As horrible, disgusting as that stance is, Nando, I say it all the time, at least it's a coherent one. <laughs> it's yeah. it's and it's a and it appeals to people in this country like it it's it's horrible i don't agree with it but there's a sort of unifying quality to it in the sense that a lot of people feel that way uh what the hell is the democrat stance on immigration what like we, we don't know we can't tell you and it has no constituency everybody hates their stance on immigration and so you get what you're getting at the border at the present moment yeah, it's like you, they're almost doing the the worst possible thing in that yeah. they're they're like doing some sort of cosmetic uh thing to say that they're very concerned about the situation of the thing and uh but then they don't actually do anything about it so they don't get any brownie points for for doing like fixing the problem and they also don't get any brownie points for doing the xenophobia, right? Like mm -hmm. you're right that the Republicans at least have an internal coherence to their immigration stance. It was like we just don't want them. I don't give a fuck who they are. <laughs> whether, be they, be they Syrian uh, refugees. Like there's the video. I remember Trump being like, "We don't want these jihadis, the Syrians, to come over here. <laughs> Get over here. You better believe me, they're not coming over here. You know, like um, or Mexicans or whomever. Um, yeah. And like you're right that there is a. Um, I think it's limited but passionate popular constituency to yep. uh the anti-immigrant stance like you've met people i mean people anyone in the audience has met someone who's like yeah you know i don't want them you know like yeah i don't want some fucking dusty afghan in my neighborhood you know after the war or whatever yep. we don't want we don't want those people mm -hmm. um but the democrats do the worst and, and i think that that the it's exemplified by kamala harris's response to to this this crisis at the border um where we're seeing images like you said of dudes on horseback whipping black families in a river i mean with the united states's history that's not an image that you want to uh do um and uh kamala harris's response i think is per is just peak democrat uh sean why don't you play a uh, kamala's response would want to give them if we met people like jamie so madam madam vice president do you have any reaction to the border patrol agents using horse reins to rein in haitian migrants down at the southern border what I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. Um, but human beings should never be treated that way. And I'm deeply troubled about it. And I'll also be talking to Secretary Mayorkas today about it. And just as your role yeah i'm deeply troubled I'm by deeply, it we're deeply deeply troubled by it uh we're gonna launch an investigation into the thing you know it's Mando, a, you know that what? trouble that trouble uh, is deep within very deep. me it's so deep it's deep <laughs> um and it's like first of all like what investigation do we need we saw Come the on. video there's just like it yeah, we saw the fucking video and you're the president like or you're the vice president but like you, you work in the white house you guys have broad authority to enforce immigration policy. That's so yeah. easy. It's so easy. They don't need Congress. They don't need to do anything. Uh, they don't need to, you know, convince Joe Manchin or Kristen Cinema about it. They don't need any of that shit. They can do whatever they want. 
basically when it comes to border enforcement. Um, and no, but they're just going to, they're probably going to start some sort of task force committee, whatever, yes. to look into it. They you know, love, it's going to take love, a year. They love a fake, they love a fake investigation. Yeah. They love like, oh, we're going to put our best minds on it and they're going to study. It. And it's just like everybody at the crib is watching this on their TV and just being like, this is trash. This is yeah. crazy. There's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way yeah. to gather these people, figure out if they have any relatives in here, uh, you know, figure out where we're going to house them, figure out um, whether we want them to stay or not, whether they have a case to stay, whether it's going to be too much. Like, there's got to be a better way. And guess what, Nando? We had a better way before yeah. Trump. We had a process um, for processing asylum seekers refugees, migrants, whatever you whatever you may call them, uh, in place. Trump completely dismantled it, but we had one in place. And what Biden is doing is in continuity with the Trump, not pre-Trump. He's in continuity with post-Trump policy when it comes to asylum seekers at the border. And, you know, I talked about this on Wozniak, uh, the Twitch feed yesterday for TYT, where I was like, I actually know somebody personally who did this. Um, mm. left Haiti, went to Mexico, stayed in Mexico City for like a few months, then went to the border, uh, got caught on purpose. And he was like, yeah, they like detained you. But he was like, you weren't in like some prison or you didn't feel like you had guards and they were watching you. Like they kept you in some place. They went like you provided them with the phone numbers, the addresses um, and all of these people. They had to contact and those people sent W-2s and pay stubs and said, no, I'm going to support this homie when he comes to America. They let him through. It took it took a few years for him to get his green card situation situated. He had like a temporary sort of stay in America. He could work or whatever, but it wasn't a green card. It wasn't a permanent um, residency yet. And then ultimately he got his joint through after he went through the entire process. Like we have this, we had this, it exists and it was completely fine. Um, yeah. But Trump, obviously, I mean, excuse me, Biden and them obviously don't want to go back that route. And I think a part of it is the wrongheaded politics of, well, if we do this one, sure, it might be the right thing to do, but it's also has the carryover effect of an admittance of some vast fuck-ups in Haiti. So I'm like, yeah. like to, to acknowledge that these people have obviously have a case for leaving that country because of the destruction that has been wrought by one, United States foreign policy, and two, let's not forget, I, I, I hate not mentioning this, um, the Haitian ruling elite. Like, it's hand in hand. They yeah. work together to ensure these outcomes. Like, they work side by side together. Um, I think that's that's what you're seeing here. They don't want to have to admit that. And so they're being idiots about it. Waz, I think if I think if we told people in the audience that the United States Marines occupied Haiti for 20 years in the 20th century, they'd be like, what are you talking about? That's a lie. Right. right. Just Google it. It's fucking it's on Wikipedia uh, and everywhere. The United States occupied Haiti from 1914 or 1915 to 1934. Like straight up, like military occupation. Woodrow Wilson uh, basically enforced uh, a constitution on Haiti that allowed uh, American uh, businesses and investors to own property in Haiti, which was not, which the Haitian people wanted to avoid, right? They want to avoid someone else owning their entire country. Um, and the United States forced them to at the barrel of a gun. Um, I think, you know, I mean, not to mention the history of uh, Haiti having to pay uh, reparations payments to France. And then United States banking interests for 
freeing themselves in the Haitian Revolution with Toussaint Louverture. Mm -hmm. They paid for 140 years from 1804 to 1947. I think people would be surprised to hear that. Um, and then, like, it's not ancient history. I mean, like, you know, the, the, the Clinton administration um, meddled in Haiti all you know, constantly, the Bush administration essentially kidnapped a Haitian president and dumped them off in Africa in 2004. <laughs> they just like literally kidnapped them in the middle of the night mm -hmm. and then dumped them off in the Central African Republic. Uh, and there's like later, dude, we're gonna you're you're out of here. Um, <laughs> and mm -hmm. you know, like there's this remarkable moment of like he he actually called Maxine Waters, who still who was a congressman at the time and is still a congressman. Was like, yo, there's a, Marines fucking kidnapping me. And at the time, it was reported, oh, it was a coup. It was an internal thing. Um, yeah. You know, uh, this, all, yeah, all this shit. And so, like, the United States is like, it's got its fingerprints all over uh, Haiti, not to mention, like, you know, all manner of economic policies that, you know, have de devastated the country and um, and things like that. And um, and, and then now they're, they're coming over um, after a massive political crisis and humanitarian crisis in the wake of their fucking president getting murdered uh, by uh, commandos Probably. hired by an American firm that's and what i was about to then, say yeah yeah and then a, a, an earthquake that killed like 2500 people um i mean that we know of i mean who knows what the real number is um a massive earthquake that just destroyed the country so like i mean this this policy is so vicious and i want to ask all the good liberals who were like uh you know put their put up their little lawn signs and said like black lives matter and immigrants yeah. welcome here you know like what do they think about their guys now what do they think about kamala and joe now like what? Right. What do they say to, about these things? They might say like, "Oh, it's 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 awful" or whatever. But it's but like they're not gonna do like they don't give a shit. They're not gonna no. do anything about it. No, no, um, no. And, and because nobody really cares about immigration policy, except it feels like oftentimes the people who really, really do, right? Yeah. Uh, that 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 often just seems like it's the case. And I think what people need to understand too is. Whenever you see images of Haiti or Haitian people, it is people whose lives have been devastated by a natural disaster or, you know, just the poverty and all of that. Like, that's people's idea of what the entirety of Haiti and Haitian people are. And so, you know, of course, they're going to be like, well, do we really need these people coming in? The, you know, like, it's it's kind of easy for people to take that stance. But again, it's it's important to note uh Haitian policy has been set by the American government forever now. Every yeah. single person who's been put in charge over there has been a pro-American government person for decades now. You can go from Michel Martelly to, you know, Aristide in his second term. The first term yeah. was definitely some grassroots leftist revolutionary shit. The second one, when he got brought back, it was basically like, yo... I'm down with the Well, they Americans forced him to. Right. It was that was the deal he cut. They were like Clinton was like you either implement all these policies or you're not coming back, you know? Like <laughs> the United States did like a reverse coup and like brought him back in in the early 90s, but the Clinton administration basically told them that and they said that you couldn't run that he couldn't run for re-election, you know. Right. Um so. And just so you just go down the line, everybody who's been in power over there was a sock puppet of the American government. And so Every single policy, every single major decision that gets done over there is with the blessing and the tacit approval of America. And so when you see the outcomes, when you see the horrible conditions of the poorest people on that, on in that country, 
Uh, just understand who's at fault, who's responsible, and when these people, and that's what makes it doubly just abhorrent and disgusting. And again, it's like we can make the moral case, which absolutely there's the moral case to be made on behalf of the migrants, asylum seekers, refugees, whatever the hell we want to call them. Uh, but there's also just the empirical data about immigrants, what happens when they come to this country. Yeah. They're our best people. <laughs> Yeah, everyone knows that. It it doesn't even matter where we get them from. Like, and you know, a lot of times, uh, a large chunk of the immigrants we're self-selecting are higher educated, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't even have to be that. We bring people in here from other countries. They fucking love it here. They work their ass off. They teach their kids to love it here. It's like it's just just the data is on our side and not just morality, right? Like, so we got it on our side twofold and yet you can't see your savior libs come in and make a coherent case, not just the moral, but the empirical. You yeah. like, they can't do either one and you wonder why. Yeah. No. And it's Haiti's always like the country that you look at and you see, like, if you're a, if you're like a small, poor, country in the development in the developing world especially um in the western hemisphere you essentially have two choices which are both not great one of which is to just accept total domination by the united states you know absolute total hegemonic domination by the united states in which they essentially control your economy and any 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 attempt that you make to uh redistribute your economy to the poorest people instead of like u.s investors and the ruling elite within your own country uh will trigger a u.s essentially military response if not like covert cia action or whatever or your other option is to buck the United States, in which case then you become an official enemy. And this is like the case of Cuba, for example. And then you have to spend your every single waking hour uh, fighting the 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 sort of attack coming from the United States, which causes you to you know distract resources from you know the internal development that you do want to do. But at the end of the day, um, that that choice, which is kind of just a horrible choice because either you declare war or you allow total domination, um, is just going to be bad. Yeah. By the way, and I'm glad you bring up the Cuba, um, example, because, you know, when they talk about when the Cubans in Miami say, Oh, he's Hitler and the death squads and blah, 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 blah. The United States, I think it's doc. What's documented is over 200 attempts on the guy's life. Like, yeah. what do you think breeds that fucking atmosphere? <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen when the greatest power in the world has on, like, what's documented is 200 attempts on your life? What do you yeah. think they're going to do with people that are dissidents when they see enemies at every single corner, when it's been known that the United States is trying to kill your ass? Like, that <laughs> that posture... Might make you a little United, paranoid. Come yeah, it might on. Make you- when yeah. when the United States adopts that type of posture, like that has terrible effects downstream to the people as well. Because yeah. again, like when the when the people with the power in that country are just like, all right, um, it's not just some crank, you know, in a coffee shop somewhere riling people up and ginning up, you know, animosity and anti-regime sentiments amongst the people. It's the fucking United States government. I mean, hello. That's going to yeah. that's going to breed a ridiculous paranoid, you know, sort of uh reactionary response from the people who rule the place. And so no matter what, whenever the United States is getting involved in a country, it's making it worse. 
Yeah. Every single fucking time. I mean, and it's not a surprise that Haiti's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere as a result. But the um the, the I want to I want to there's a there's a stat that 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 was published uh today uh, in Al Jazeera that I think is kind of just absolutely crazy. Um and it talks about uh the amount of people um that are essentially uh, the the amount of the number of asylum seekers that are deported um in the United States. Okay. So these are, these are asylum seekers, which in theory under international law, um, you know, are meant to have like a fair trial to determine whether their asylum um, has merit or not. The United States has an exemption exception for that called title 42. It doesn't really matter, but it's a health exception. Right. And the Trump administration started using that one um, because of COVID where, and the Trump administration reported 440,000 people um, as a, using that title 42 exemption uh, exception. The Biden administration has deported 690,000 asylum seekers under the Title 42 uh, exception, which, uh, according to CNBC, health experts say has no health basis. I mean, COVID's in the United States. It's fucking in the United States. Also, we got a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Vaccinate them. Yeah, just Go vaccinate them. Just hand them a free vaccine. Give them hand the them jab. the free vaccine. What the yeah. fuck? We have we have plenty we have we have unused vac vaccinations <laughs> vaccines in America that are getting going uh, rotten. Vaccinate and, their and asses. It's, 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 it's very simple. So it's just it just I mean again I, it just it's hard not to see this as just absolutely violent um, casual casual cruelty and violence coming that is fully bipartisan. Um, you know the Democratic I mean Obama deported fucking millions of people uh trump did the kids in cages things uh and now biden's like upping the ante with the the uh dudes on horseback uh with the kkk yeah sheriffs cracking the damn whip in a river that shit was just obscene bro yeah so. and you know the guys yelling at the one the one freaking migrant like oh this is what you do to your women that's why your country's a shithole it's like really bro really yeah and, you know, again, uh, obviously Fox News and Tucker Carlson, of course, they're going to run with, uh, you know, this is <laughs> we can't let them in. They're changing the country 100,000 Haitians at a time. Uh, <laughs> you know, of course, they're going to run with that. Right. Like that's that's what they do. That's their that, that's their job. You know, uh, allegedly, this blue no matter hue, these more humane uh, politicians allegedly is why we're supposed to get all hyped up into a frenzy when the Republicans are coming because the Dems are going to come in and just be so much fucking better, right? Um, They can't even do that. They can't, like Joe yeah. Biden, Kamala Harris, they can't even come out and make a coherent defense as to why we need to be protecting asylum, see um, asylum seekers. And I, I, and you can't tell me that there's some Democratic-based voter who was like, who would just be like, oh my God, no Afghans in here. I don't believe that. Yeah. I just think it's bullshit. Yeah, no, it is. And it's just incredibly, uh, it's just incredible. I mean, it's again, yeah, you're right. Like the, the vote blue, no matter who, like this is those moments where you're like, why do we fucking, you know, why, why do we, we bother? Why, why do we, we bother? bother? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that brings us to our next subject for the day, Nando. The world is racing to get back to normal and start meeting up in person again. But after the year we've all had, getting back to feeling normal takes time. I don't know about you guys. I've been feeling overwhelmed, flustered, just avalanche, stuck under this avalanche of things I have to do and people I have to see and people I got to talk to, Zoom meetings and emails. Hell, even this ad that I'm recording right now, I forgot that I had to do it. I'm doing it from a computer that's not even mine. 
it's really tough to do all of this when you feel like you're trying to handle it all by yourself. Do you feel like that? If you're feeling overwhelmed by it all, guess what? You're not alone. It's important to find the support you need to face those feelings and move forward. We all talk to our friends when we're experiencing issues, but they don't always give us the advice we need. I mean, think about it. They can't really give us unbiased feedback because they're involved in many of our interactions and how we are. What you really need is advice from a licensed professional. It can be refreshing and rewarding. When you're a low point, when you're in a low point, you might feel alone. But over 50% of Americans struggle with their mental health. We all need help sometimes, and asking for support when you need it is actually a sign of strength. Here's the idea. Use Talkspace. It's great. It's easy to use. It matches you with a licensed therapist and schedule live video sessions all from the comfort of your device. You can start messaging your therapist the same day you sign up. The app makes it easy to connect with the therapist that is licensed and on your schedule without having to wait weeks before your next appointment. You can go anywhere and take your therapist with you. Whether you're a parent, student, millennial, or just someone having a hard day, Talkspace can provide the support to help you feel better with a single message. Talkspace offers individual and couples therapy in addition to medication prescription services. Set goals with your therapist, and they can help make sure you're really progressing. Talkspace therapists help you develop the tools to cope in difficult times. It works around your schedule at your convenience. Send and receive unlimited message with send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. Schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. Whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, or other problems, Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue. We've got thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with. And they're experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more to help you start feeling better. Start feeling better with a single message. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code BOMB. That's $100 off when you use the code BOM at Talkspace.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, this reconciliation thing has been a slog, which we knew it would. Uh, anytime you only have a 50-vote margin, which means you basically need every single cock-sucking Democrat in the party <laughs> to agree to this thing, uh, there's going to be people who, you know, who start doing their attention whoring, right? And let's face it, the leadership at the top of the Democratic Party, they're not cracking whips. They not them horseback, homie. Schumer is not on a horseback when it comes to Joe Manchin. Hell, Joe Biden with the bully pulpit of the presidency is not on horseback. Like, I'm sorry, Donald Trump would have been calling these fools out by name every single press conference. Like, can you believe these fools don't want to don't want our agenda to get through? You know what we yeah. could be doing for people in West Virginia and Arizona and blah 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 blah. Like, 
it's crazy, but whatever. They're not using it, and so we're at an impasse. And then you see stuff like the um, what, what, what's the what's the person's name in the reconciliation process? The sheriff? What are we calling him? <laughs> the Senate parliamentarian. <laughs> the parliamentarian. The Senate parliament. The Senate sheriff. The Senate parliamentarian <laughs> is saying that they're not going to let this uh, reconciliation package go through with the path to citizenship, as Nando so beautifully reminded me before the show. They also blocked the fight for 15, the $15 minimum wage in the last reconcilia reconciliation package. Uh, and of course, the Dems are just like, I don't know. There's nothing we can do. This powerless parliamentarian is just blocking us. Oh, what do we do? Uh, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, right now, Joe Manchin is saying, oh, I only want my 1.5, you know, privatization of infrastructure bill, 1.5 trillion privatization bill to pass. Cinema's just talking out her ass as usual. She doesn't even, like, at least Manchin tries to do the inflation, you know, bipartisanship. Yeah. He actually tries to shine up his shit sandwich with some accoutrements. Uh, Kristen Cinema just does nothing. She, she, she yeah. just... She, she is the definition of an empty suit um, and who's wholly bought and paid for. Like, it's, she doesn't even try to present some ideas or a methodology when it comes to her blocking every single Democratic agenda item. Uh, and so, yeah, we're now at a place where the progressive wing of the caucus is basically saying, look, we're not going to vote. We're blocking that bullshit 1.5 trillion joint. And we're gonna dare Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin to stand in front of Joe Biden, the newly elected American president's whole agenda. Let them put their names on standing in front of the $3.5 trillion package that Biden is pushing. This isn't the Bernie package. This isn't the progressive package. This is the Biden package. Let them stand in front of that and see what happens. Yeah, we're recording this on Wednesday, September 22nd. It's going to be released on Thursday, September 23rd. The deadline is supposed to be the, the September 27th. All right, so there's like four days left to go. And it's it really is like a game of chicken between uh, basically Mansion and Cinema because the it doesn't look like the conservatives in the House have enough juice to stop it, but the conservatives in the Senate do have enough juice to stop it. Um, but the, the House Democrats, um, especially under Pelosi, um, are 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 looking to derail the whole thing if they don't get what they want, which is probably which is what they need what to they do. Need to be to honest, do. like yeah. they, they can't be held hostage by these people. Fuck um, yeah, fuck them. And it's it's it really is like who's gonna who's gonna blink first? Like our mansion and cinema gonna blink first and derail the entire Joe Biden presidency, which is what this would do. It would like absolutely throw the whole Biden administration and Biden agenda into a tailspin um, if neither of these things go through. And the House progressives are gonna see if they can withstand the pressure um, to 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 not pass the this one point five uh, trillion dollar infrastructure bill. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. I mean, uh, the the I, I honestly don't know what to think. I don't think anyone knows. I mean, some people um, are quite optimistic that this thing's going to pass, that eventually um, cinema and mansion are going to accept some sort of like modified uh, reconciliation bill that's close to what what is uh, put now. Um, but that's going to be the, that's going to be the issue. And then, but then in the meantime, you see these things like the Senate parliamentarian and you see these Democrats who, um, you know, immigration reform is like, just couldn't be a more 
uh, standard issue on their plank. Like they talk about it all the fucking time. Um, and then the parliamentary is like, no, you can't do it in the reconciliation. And they're like, oh, we can't do it. We can't do it. The parliamentary, a position that no one's ever heard of since before like this year. Um, oh. It's a position that like ever people just fucking ignore uh, constantly. And also this is like this new thing that we got to worry about. Like Bruh, that they're just like Nando every time with the Dems, first of all, until Obama, it never took 60 votes to pass nothing. Yeah. That that was just straight up an invented idea. Just like, oh, nah, we're gonna do this other thing then. Now everything takes sixty votes. Until Joe Biden just got elected, this parliamentarian shit it, it never existed. No, it never existed. But now all of a sudden, it's this huge impediment to the Democrats actually doing something. Yeah. No, and, and they're like the only ones who play by that rule. Like the, the Republicans would never let the parliamentarian derail an Are important part of what's something they wanted. Like if the parliamentarian was like, no, you can't do these tax cuts, they'll be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, like, I don't give a shit who you are. Um, they'd either fire, they, they can either fire him because it's like not, it's a non elected position. It's not, it's a non binding position. Like nothing that they say is law. Like there is no law that says that the parliamentarian has some sort of veto power over the entire Senate. Like the Senate could do, can, can do the procedural things within the Senate that it fucking wants. Um, and, uh, but the Democrats are like the only ones who like, are like, Oh, maybe the teacher's going to get mad at us. Uh, if we ignore the parliamentarian <laughs> and, uh, it's just, it's just bullshit. Yeah. And so this fight just continues to roll on. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe there will be some slight concessions to, cinema and mansion and they'll get to claim their scalps and go back to their corporate daddies and mommies and you know they'll get they'll get their lollipop afterwards after a couple of concessions but man and and again like there's something to like making those fools put their names on it right like yeah. there's something to like all right we're gonna put this up to a vote and you guys are gonna be the because look look at what happened to joe lieberman after yeah. what he did to Barry, like he was done. He was a pariah yeah. afterwards. He was finished. Like Barry was an extremely popular president and he was seen to be blocking this guy's agenda single-handedly with this new 60 role, 60 vote rule. Right. Then of yeah. course, Scott Brown gets elected somehow and the whole thing turns to shit. But um, I I'm just like, look guys, put the pressure on them. Nobody in the nobody who supports these progressives in the house is going to think that yo, they're the ones that stop Joe Biden. We know who's doing it. We know yeah. who's doing this fake ass dog and pony show. Anytime the Democrats want to do anything for normal people. Anytime, right? Uh just just now I seen on Twitter Something just sailed through the house and uh, the Senate, the Cuban shit, the Cuban the, sickness, the shit. Havana syndrome, it's the Havana syndrome. Like oh my god, I did, I did, I did my whole segment on Jacobin last week on the Havana syndrome. If people want to check it out, it is the funniest fucking bullshit that's ever existed. It's very clearly like a, I mean, it's either fake or it's it's or it's just a pure kind of like what they call a a, a, a social disease in which like sometimes it happens where like uh, people within the same kind of group of you know, social group or whatever, have this kind of like mass psycho disease. Um, and it's just purely invented. But this idea that the fucking Cubans, the fucking Cubans have some sort of <laughs> cosmic microwave ray gun that they're uh, laser targeting CIA agents in, you know, is just absolute <sighs> nonsense that anyone believes this shit is ridiculous. Like the fact that they're 
that there's like this technology that the United States government would a not know about or b not have like that the, right. the U.S. military right. machine that there's like some fucking that the Cubans have some sort of more technologically advanced uh, weaponry than the United States have. Like, come on, shut the fuck up. Um, but they they're they're running with this shit, man. They're running with it. They're they're convinced that the Russians and the Cubans and whatever have right. these like microwave ray guns that are frying these people's brains. When it's clear that they're just like getting dehydrated or they're just like feeling guilty about all the awful fucking crimes they're doing um, on behalf of U.S. empire. I mean, it's just it's the funniest thing. But yeah, that bill, the bill to provide aid to them and like to those people like sailed through the fucking house and spinning. Sailed through. <laughs> sailed through. The fucking Havana syndrome, dude. Sailed it's the fucking through. biggest bullshit. Like sailed anyone who believes through. that, anyone who believes that story, like anyone, <laughs> if anyone... If you see anyone in the media who believes that sort of like immediately write them off as just like yeah. an absolute patsy. Yeah, they just um they're basically on CIA payroll at that point. If if or just dumb as fuck. One right, of the two. One of the two. So which means you can dismiss them offhand, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and not even think about it. But yeah, just think about that. The the complete and utter crock um that's been debunked by all kinds of scientific groups and all of that. Sales through the house. Joe Biden's going to sign it, no problem. Boom. Legislation that's going to affect the lives positively of millions of people, tens of millions of people, lift so many people out of poverty with the child income tax um, credit. Like, it's going to, like, child tax credit, excuse me. Like, all kinds of crazy dope shit for working Americans, for the people who need it the most, the people who need government aid the most, right? Yeah, sorry, they don't got fancy ass degrees and 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 doctorates and all of that shit, and they're not comfy in your suburbs and all of that. People who are working their asses off to pay their bills, feed their children, clothe them, house them, uh, they're gonna be helped the most by this new jobs, you know, good jobs, union jobs for people with some of this infrastructure stuff, uh, all of this shit. Um, universal pre-K, all of this stuff that people are going to need so desperately. That's what's in this. And we can't get Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, Joe Biden can't be bothered, him and his freaking vice president, to fight tooth and nail for it. But we watch the Cuban syndrome just go easy peasy, just straight through. And again, you know, Manchin and them will try to make this fucking, you know, mention at least anyway, will try to make the argument about inflation and what are we doing to the debt and our children are going to inherit the debt. And, and even, even McConnell and them are just don't even bother with the debt shit as much as they used to. Like, I remember Obama no. was like every day when you turned on the news, it was the debt. It was the deficit. They had it was like those this. running clocks. Oh like my clock, god! Like, just it like was, the number, yeah, growing every second. Absurd, right? Like even McConnell and them were done with the farce of it all. There's no reason not to do this. Um, again, we mentioned it a trillion times here on Woke Bros. Uh, the freaking the Fed, which again, it's its own entity. But just know when we need money for the shit that we want, we can just go out and do it. The Fed went out and they bought all of these bonds that are tied up into the U.S.'s debt, right? A lot of people buy up U.S. debt, uh, not people, excuse me, these financial institutions, they buy up U.S. debt because it's like, 
Of course America's going to pay me back this shit. I'm not like this whole thing is America, right? Like the entire financial system is America. Of this shit is as good as gold. It's as good yeah. as cash. Um all of these institutions buy up all of this debt and what the Fed so I was like, yo, the richest institutions like with this, you know, this sort of uncertainty in the market like they're not even buying this shit up no more. They came in and they said, yo, look, we're guaranteeing trillions of dollars in these bonds. We'll personally guarantee it. You're good for it. So keep doing your bullshit cowboy shit that you do in Wall Street. Just because we want you to do that shit so badly, we are personally guaranteeing that you can cash those fucking bonds if or when you want to as the Fed. Yeah. There was no fight. There was no... <laughs> There was no debate. There was no argument. There was no nothing. With the wave of a pen, this yeah. shit happened. There was no Joe Manchin standing in front of it. But what about the children? Yes, yada yada. There was nothing. Nothing happened. They just fucking did it on yeah. behalf of whom? The oligarchy. Our <laughs> overlords. That's what they just did it. No questions asked. They just guaranteed that bond market. Said this shit can't fail. But American families, <laughs> who's to say, Nando? Can they? Who's I don't know. Yeah. Who's to say? So just keep. That no, they have to tighten their belts, bullshit. dude. They have to tighten their belts. Right. right. <laughs> gotta <laughs> tighten them up. The least. Gotta be. Yeah. The, gotta be the most frugal. It's it's yeah. it's incredible, man. Um, this this austerity shit, but. You know, again, I, I like Nando said, there seems to be the smart people seem to be pretty optimistic about it. Not even talking about, you know, your typical DC shills, horse racing type of motherfuckers. Like people who have a better understanding of this, um, who are on the ground over there, seem to think that some type of resolution is going to happen because Biden has basically staked his first term on this shit. You know, yeah. um, the, the, the midterms are coming up right around the corner and it looks like the democrats are gonna get their fucking clocks cleaned so don't even think anything is passing through either yeah. house either branch of government after that happens and so you know it's hard for people to think that they're just gonna completely sink this guy's presidency in one fell swoop just for just, just to be dicks about it but we'll see yeah. um you can never count don't ever discount the democrats ability to fuck up an easy hand. Like, don't ever, yeah. ever put that out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Well, September 27th, mark your calendars, folks. That's the date that they've self-imposed as the day they got to resolve all this shit. I mean, they might extend it. Who knows? Because there's it's not like a law or anything. There's no like right. actual deadline. This is like a self-imposed deadline. But, you know, mark your calendars for September 27th. The country might change dramatically or the shitty, the shitty like, I mean, because this bill, I mean, again, it's, We've talked about it before. It's not like what we would want in the absolute, but it would maybe mark a turning point in a uh, sort of downward slide of American politics that's been going on for 40 years, <laughs> essentially. Like this bill might be the the sort of bottom and then the the slight, you know, the slight uptick and change in direction. It would genuinely help millions of people um, and would reshape uh, significant parts of of day to day American life uh, in a way that just hasn't happened in uh, hasn't happened with American politics in forty years. So um, yeah, we might see a dramatic change or uh, just more of the same bullshit, Havana syndrome. All right. Uh, with that said, uh, Buenos dias, y'all. Um, <laughs> thank you for 
listening to today's show, of course, make sure you become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash Dings. Support what we do here at the pod. Make sure you're listening to Cinephobe, which, you know, uh, they, 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 they've been killing it recently with the movies. Nando was once a guest because he's a freak. It was fun. He's a cinephile himself, movie critic, uh, just film buff, all of that. Uh, make sure you guys go check that out, the Friday Mailbag. Pack your knives, all of that good stuff. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. We're out of here. Peace. Later. <laughs>